Blog Talk Radio. On today's Mom Beloved Show, it's Monday, but it's the last week of real schoolwork for your eighth grade year. We'll go over all your final assignments for this week, which are all due Friday. We got a lot of your questions to get to, so we'll answer a bunch of those. As always, we'll wrap it up with an idiom for periods A and B and a dad joke. Today's Mom Beloved Show is brought to you by Photoshop by Adobe. Let's go. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the Mama Levitt Show with everyone else, the official podcast of the eighth grade team of the Madeline English School. Don't let any of the other podcasts fool you. This is the official <laughs> podcast of the English School, grade eight. Miss um, Mara is with us. Good morning. Good morning. Happy last day of Real School Monday. Yeah, happy last day of Real School Monday. So Miss Levitt will be joining us in a minute, but today is Monday, June 8th. It is week 13 of Karunication. Lucky, lucky 13. Um, today is yep. the school day 55 that we have missed through Corona. It's overall day 88 of Karunication. So we're getting closer and closer to that century mark. Um, remember, just a reminder, you can subscribe to the Mom 11 Show on iTunes or Spotify and rate us five stars and leave a comment. Good morning, Miss uh, Levitt. How are you today? I'm okay. Um, I'm a little tired. <laughs> it was a long weekend. Yeah, you had a Good morning, lot going on. Good morning, Miss Mar. How are you? Yeah, I did. Love it. Like well, I had to do all my. I had school work, and then I drove up to Maine yesterday, and then I came back. So it was like long. Did you go to? Was it Bath, the place you were going to go to? Yes. Hmm. How was Bath? I don't think I've ever been That's there. Beautiful. That's mm. nice. It's a it's a quaint little town. It's got a nice little downtown area, and it's cute. It's got a lot of really really old homes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right on um the Kennebec Bunk River. Um, river. Kennebec. Mm. Kennebec. I've heard Kennebec. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I've never been up there. I knew a girl in college that was from Bath. Also, if you're familiar with the Canterbury Tales, there's a story called the Wife of Bath. There's a character called oh, the Wife yeah. of Bath. <laughs> So, I haven't heard um, of right ninth grade, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I thought that uh, when I used to teach juniors back in the day, uh, British lit. Mr. Jaffe, good morning to you. Up, oh, got put take take Mr. Jaffe off mute. My bad. <laughs> Mr. Jaffe, how are you? Sorry, yeah, I had you on mute there for a second. Well, 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 thank you. Everybody's good. I hope. Just yeah, we're good. It's going to be a Great. couple nice days of weather. Hopefully people can get some schoolwork done in the early and then get out today and, and uh, enjoy some of the weather. Absolutely. Beautiful out so, today. Yeah, guys, we made it to, this is going to be our last last week of regular work and last week of regular podcast. We, we are, if you're listening, we are working on some stuff for next week. It's looking for, we're hopefully going to have a special season finale of the Mama Levitt show next week, which We've been throwing some ideas around before, but we are going to wrap up our regular school work this week. So maybe, uh, Miss Levitt, do you want to start talking a little bit about some of the things that you have going on? I know you said you want to have it posted, but what's your, what's your plan? Um, yeah, so I did this morning post a, a video. It's a PBS video, and um, it has the name is escaping me just so you know this, but um, one of the professors from Harvard um, uh, narrates it, and it's a video, just the first two parts of um, America after the Civil War. It kind of goes over Reconstruction, and it talks about um, what was going on during that time period after um, the Civil War ended, and this, um, 
you know, after emancipation, the proclamation when the slaves were set free under Lincoln, which wasn't all the slaves, and trying to get and getting the 13th Amendment passed, Lincoln being shot, um, and it goes through um, all how the first, um, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Reconstruction Amendments talks a bit about segregation in the South after the pull of going into um, into Reconstruction and the beginning of the Black Codes and the Jim Crow laws. And if you keep watching parts three and four, which I don't have on this section, I only pulled up parts one and two, um, it will go into the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s. Um, it's well done. Um, and I just thought it was, it was it will help a lot with like some of the core cases in, in the amendment process of, of, of our constitution. So it's a little background information. Then I'm just doing Google Slides again with amendments 11 through 27. It's long. Some of the amendments are super short. Some are long, and we've already gone over. So, you know, um, and just having a little quiz afterwards to see if you went through your Google Slides and watched your videos. Mm. That's it. The kids this year, Mr. Levitt, these guys are getting off easy. I hear the kids studying all the amendments they don't know like the 17th amendment the 19th amendment the 22nd amendment like i remember they had those all memorized from last wasn't that one of your big tests last year yeah my kids all memorized them last year we used to play speed dating um we used to do speed dating, <laughs> <laughs> speed dating learn your amendments um and I, the, yeah they had flashcards and we we did activities with them and things like that they had a lot of fun learning them all including this one i remember students like tiffany and Lamaya and um, Ashley, um, they really, especially Tiffany, she loved this this video, this documentary I showed. She was surprised at some of the stuff she learned um, yeah. compared to what they just kind of like think they know about it. And so it was, um, it, they, that's why I put it on there. I said some kids will watch it, some won't, but it, it's, a, it's on YouTube. It was free. Um, Last year, I had to get a subscription to um, PBS in order to show it to my class. <laughs> yeah. I remember talking to Tiffany and Lamaya last year about that. They were very interested in some of those, some of the things that come up in the rest of the amendments. Because a lot of those things are things that affect us today. Like we mentioned last week about the, the Law and Order episode and, and the court case. And you, you bring up like the, like the 14th Amendment is one of like the amendments that really tr- applies to everyone, the idea of equal protection under the law. That's one of the huge ones that comes about yeah. in, all of our, yeah, in all of our dealings today. Obviously, the 13th, which abolishes slavery, the 15th, which guarantees the right to vote to anyone regardless of their race. Um, 21st, is that the prohibition? Is that the uh, end prohibition? End of it. End and, of yeah, 19th, the 19th establishes prohibition. 20, no, nope, uh, 18th established. 18th, 18th. Oh, 19th, 19th, right? the right for women to vote. It's 100 years, August 20th, since it was ratified, right. where women was, got the right to vote. So it's the 100-year anniversary of it. It's kind of getting overshadowed right now. But, yeah, it's been 100 years since women actually got the right to vote. The irony of the whole thing, though, is the first woman congresswoman, one of the video clips I show the kids, um, was a woman, was um, voted into office or appointed into office at the time prior to um, the right to vote. <laughs> yeah, so well, women could vote in some states, right? Wasn't that mm-hmm. how? Yeah, because yeah, it Wyoming wasn't. Was, Wyoming was the first state in 1869. Yeah. So the so the yeah. the 19th yeah wait, 19th amendment yeah then the, so the, yeah the 19th amendment just says that no states can deny you the right to vote depending upon your gender. Which makes me really intrigued. It was 1920, like again, like 100 years ago. Like my nana, who I knew well, my <laughs> my nana was 22 when that amendment was passed. Which either I'm like really old, or women have not had the right to vote for that long in American history. Like it seems 100 years ago seems like a long time ago, and it is. But I look back, mm-hmm. like you know, my nana, my nana was 22 when when that amendment was passed. She was an adult and a grown up. Um, Mr. Jaffe, can you call back? Because your microphone is very loud, and every time I take you off mute, it's, it sounds like we're in like a wind tunnel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off, and so maybe you can call back. Miss um, Mara, would you want to go over some of your work for this week? Yeah, sure. So this week in math, um, there's a review on graphing linear equations, solving, um, seeing if 
solutions match an equation, if they're a solution for an equation. Um, I'll be doing a Zoom on Thursday to go over that again, because I'm sure a lot of us might have forgotten it. Um, we're also reading the next three chapters in Refugee. And I know next week we probably won't have like, quote unquote, real work, but I'm going to have um, some scheduled meeting times to finish up the book. And also I wanted kids to read an article about the protests going on and just journal some of their thoughts on it, kind of like a free mm -hmm. write like you did last time, Mr. McGowan. So I'm leaving some space for that as well. That's a good idea. And I, I think it's, it's great just for any kids, even if it's not for a school assignment, just write down some thoughts. And I know Ms. Mara and I have been working on like some things that we've been writing and just putting some ideas down into just into just some ideas into words and just trying to work around. What am I really trying to say? Am I saying what I really feel? It's, it's a good time just yep. to kind of work that out. A lot of tough issues. I don't know if anyone saw or if any of our students attended the, the vigil that they had at Glendale park yesterday. Um, I watched some of it on Facebook. It was, it was really, it was really nice to see. I had a couple of former students from EHS that spoke and I was just, just very proud of, of the student, it was all organized by kids who are EHS seniors just graduated and they had their graduation on Saturday, but it was just, it was mm -hmm. really nice to see them. I was just really proud of the kids for like, you know, seeing something in the world and taking rather than like the usual Gen Z approach of either just being, Oh, apathetic to it or just like, you know, liking something on Instagram, they actually went out and did something about it and they really, really like had a had a very moving ceremony yesterday at mm. Glendale Park. Yeah, I don't know if anyone went, but you can probably see it. It was on the City of Everett Facebook page streamed live too. I think the mayor had it as well. So that was pretty cool. I don't know if any of our students went, but uh something to take a look at if you can, if you want to look at I know a lot of you might not have Facebook, but you could find it somewhere. I bet it's on I bet someone's put it on YouTube by now. Um for ELA this week we have really not a whole lot. Uh, we finished up all the main refugee work from last week. So this week, all I really have is a, is a final test, which uh, the first part of it is answering some open response questions, mostly comparing and contrasting some of the characters and some of like the big ideas over the course of the book. Um, and there's one, there's one that asked about the concept, one of the big themes about visible of, or visibility, visibility and invisibility. And it kind of reminded me of yesterday's visual because it's one of these things where um, the students had, they made it a point. That was even one of the words they used. Like we wanted to be visible in the community and not be invisible. So I kind of connected that to what we've been reading about with, especially with Mahmoud, but also with Joseph too. And there's also connections to Isabel and all three of those characters. So that's the big thing is the, the, the test. Also, if you did not do the poll yet, the eighth grade poll, I put that up again for, this week on, on this week's work. If you did it already, then you're all set. But if you didn't do it, I want to encourage as many students as possible to do the poll. I think we had about 35 to 40 responses as of Friday, but I would hope to get that like just a little bit higher. So I like to get a good representative sampling of the eighth grade class. Um, we'll have an idiom today. I'll post the one for periods A and B Wednesday we'll post C and D and that's pretty much it. I didn't post a, I didn't post the podcast questions assignment this week because I have 24 from last week that we didn't get to. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get to all those this week. Let's try Mr. Jaffe again. Um, Mr. Jaffe. Silver. Are, you in, are you in a wind tunnel? Mr. Jaffe? Are, you, are you literally? I'm actually, like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing a, I think we're all doing an errand from Mr. today. So I'm driving to, uh, uh, to do that errand for Ms. Tringali. So I am on a oh. phone that I'm, I'm a speakerphone and driving, oh, trying to, uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to use a handle device. I don't want to get stopped by a police officer. <laughs> I I think we're just planning on going over after the podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, well, I, um, I said, yeah, I, I, the only time I could get there was at 10. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Mr. Jaffe, what's, uh, what do you got going on for work this week? So I have um, a jog nog of MCAS review, some MCAS vocab. But I have um, um, a piece that it requires kids to uh, – it's called what, What's the Matter with McKenna? 
and they use some scientific inquiry to figure out what's wrong with a middle uh, middle uh, uh, school student. Um, looking at symptoms, looking at doctor notes, and then coming up with a diagnosis, uh, at least starting to. And um, I want to go over it um, with you guys on a Zoom. It also requires me uh, to do a, a lab, so I'm going to do an experiment on Zoom with uh, iodine and starch, so that'll be cool to see. And uh, I just haven't figured out uh, what day that Zoom will be, but I'll let you guys know. I think it might be tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and want, then, Ms. Levin and I are I'm just doing Thursday. Sorry, Ms. Ms. Levin and I are only doing Thursday this week, so if you wanted to do Tuesday, that would be wide open. Yeah, I'm going so to say let's, let's meet Tuesday at uh, 2 o'clock. That would be great. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get together, and uh, I'll tell you how, how to approach that, what's wrong with McKenna piece. Uh, also, stall catches. So under the uh, citizen scientist uh, piece, we're going to you're going to uh, log on to a website which I put down the, which I put the link down in, and you're going to try to find a cure for Alzheimer's and it's real research. It's kind of in the form of a game, but you get to look at uh, mouse brain videographs and you're able to see the blood flow within the mouse's brain, and you have to identify at what point you don't see the blood flow in the mouse's brain. And if you can identify it, it's called a stall, which is saying that the blood is stalling in the brain. You point that out, and that information goes to this database, and it's accumulated, it's aggregated, and it actually is part of some um, very important research to cure Alzheimer's disease. And they've actually mm-hmm. had some medicines that they're giving to mice now to see if they can alleviate the stall, and they found that when mice... Uh, can uh, get rid of the stalls or the medicines get rid of the stalls, the mice return to normal. They're able to do uh, intellectual functioning tests as they, uh, as they could before. So it's amazing research, and you guys will be part of it if you sign in and log, and, and, and log into it. So that's it. Jog dogs, stall catches, and I'll go over it all uh, tomorrow at 2. And what's wrong with McKenna? Three things. Mr. Jaffe, I saw that thing about uh, what's wrong with McKenna. I thought that's just one of the coolest assignments. You're a doctor. Try to put yourself yes, in the shoes of a doctor. Uh, you're a doctor, too. There are uh, Dr. McGowan, Dr. Mara, and Dr. <laughs> Levitt, and Dr. Nadeau are all in the hyperdoc. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's exciting. Nice, Mr. Jaffe. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I wanted- check it out. I we're going to see if we can find out what's wrong with this kid. When I was a kid, kid, I wanted to be, I wanted to be when, a doctor. When you're, when you're a doctor and, you know, someone co- presents themselves to you and you have to figure out what's wrong and you got to get it right. My mom was a nurse or is a nurse. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, I was exposed to a lot of like books on anatomy and a lot of, you know, stuff, yeah. biology. I, I, I wanted to be a doctor for a long time until I realized that I do not do well around like sick people, bodily fluids, anything like that. <laughs> kind of grosses me out. And I don't blood, any of those things, not really good with. Um, for math, if you are in, I'll just go over some of Ms. Jeffy. I'll put you on hold for, on mute for a little bit so uh, we can hear a little bit better. Um, if you're on in math, if A block, mostly just MCAS review, um, we'll be sending out the email probably later today. Just uh, chapter one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. And pretty much the same thing for B, C, and D blocks for math. Just the chapters might be a little bit different. I think Ms. Nato set it up that um, A block has chapter eight, but the rest of the blocks do not have chapter eight. Um, Zoom meeting today at Monday at one o'clock for Ms. Nato's A block algebra class. And everyone else Wednesday at one o'clock if you have any questions on your math work. Um, Ms. Mara, did you say what days your Zoom meetings are going to be? Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to have a Zoom at 1230. Um, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1230. All right, perfect. And Ms. Lovett and Mr. McGowan will be doing our combined ELA on Thursday. And we, we use the weather forecast <laughs> to determine that. But tomorrow's going to be a real <laughs> 
I, I was looking at the weather. I'm, I'm like, Miss Love, what day do you want to do Zoom this week? I'm like, Tuesday looks looks beautiful and 75. Thursday looks rainy and 60. I'm like, let's do Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday will be the best. It'll be a good day to stay inside and get the rest of our school work done. All right. Um, last thing for ELA was journals. So as we mentioned earlier, we are winding down the school year. This is our last week of any kind of like real school work to say. Um, we do want to involve you guys next week in some way because school really doesn't end till June 19th, but you know, we need time to grade stuff and all. And with our current system, this will be the, really the last week. But what I wanted people to do for their ELA journals for my class this week was just sort of do reflection end of the year reflection or end of the school year, which is always kind of a, a nice thing. I know as teachers, we usually do it either formally or informally at the end of each year. We kind of look back on, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, what do we want to change for next year? What are some things I would do differently? So your question for today is knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and restart the school year, is there anything you would do differently and why? So what would you do differently and why? Like knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and restart the school year, so go back to, say, September 1st or August 30th, whenever we started, and what would you do differently? Um, Mary, you want to start off with that one? Is there anything you think you would do differently? Yeah, I mean, obviously there would be a lot. If I knew that we were not going to be together in person in March, I think I would have you know, I've been thinking about this question, like, how, what could I have done? I think I would have at least prepared kids a little bit differently, um, made sure they were super comfortable on the computer, showed them the setup of the Google Classroom, um, you know, just started doing things like that. Maybe, maybe you know, having a couple more assignments online every week. I'm not really sure exactly what I would have done differently, but certainly mm-hmm. I would have, like, prepped more, given them more um, – like math reference tools to use at home, things like that. Mr. Jaffe, what do you think? What would you have done differently knowing what we know now? Um, so we, we were doing one day a week devoted to online work. And um, what I think I would have, would have done differently, just like, what, 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 again, what Ms. Mara said was perfect. I, I would have really made sure kids knew how to do some really, like, beginning or, like, rudimentary uh, skills so that they could uh, log on to Classroom and Jognog and Kia and the kids know how to do this, how to do any of this logging on or how to access some of the work because they weren't doing it. And I wish I had figured out who those kids were or I knew how they were and just kind of got on them a little more uh, so that they could have uh, completed did work a little easier when this crisis came. They were lost. And the only reason why they were lost is they really didn't do a whole lot of work while they were in school, and I didn't really follow up well enough to, uh, you know, to, to spotlight them. So, yeah, anyway. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I felt bad. They, they didn't know how to do stuff. It was really their fault, but again, it was really on me to make sure they knew how to do some the beginning stuff so they could at least get going with some of the online work and they were completely unprepared to do it. Their fault yeah. was really part of it. But anyway, I wish I had yeah. picked up a little better. Interesting. Uh, Miss Lovett, what's uh, anything you would have done differently from the start to go back to the start of the year? Um, if I knew about Corona or just um, in general, if you knew anything, anything about anything about this year, it doesn't have to be about Corona, but. Um, I think a couple things I probably would do differently is um, I would have started Google Classroom. With the, I know I started it, like, I think going at the end of first quarter with some articles and things like that, which I'm glad I did. Um, I, I would, I'm going to embrace it more. Um, I think posting stuff, I think having kids, I'm going to be, I'm going to say it. Um, kids need to do some work independently in, 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 in school as well. I know I do a lot of group work and group activities and stuff, and, um, but kids do need more to do more independent work because they need to learn how to learn by themselves. 
um, and not depend on another human being to tell them everything. Um, I I wish I could have gotten through. I, I started my amendments or my the government part I did last year at the beginning of the year. I don't think I'll change it only because I think I said the way that things are set up, I might change it. I don't know. It's so hard because I set up like my classroom, like a community, which is all about, and it kind of is a nice way to introduce civics. Um, And then, but I could probably go through maybe some writing skills with them at the beginning of the year, like right away where I usually wait and I didn't get a chance to do it. Like, how to do five paragraph essay, like a, a, from a, a document based question, answering, you know, a question and basing it on, you know, what you read and the research you gained from, from multiple sources so that I could have them do that online when they need to remotely because it is independent work and they need to learn how to do that because they'll do it for all through high school and hit their history classes. Um, so I guess, yeah. Um, and, organize myself a little bit better on Google Classroom because I realize kids need to see like week, I think it's got to go by like weeks, like week one, this is your work, week two, and not necessarily yeah. topics um, mm-hmm. so that they don't get as confused either. Or we or by a topic but narrowing them like I started to do like Bill of Rights. All your work on the Bill of Rights is here. <laughs> so. Yeah, I started doing that myself the last three or four weeks, just arranging all the work by, by weeks rather than by topics, just to make it a little bit easier. And it's a, it's a learning curve for all of us. Like Mr. Jaffe mentioned, you know, how the students like not really knowing how to do things. You know, I would, there are some things I wish knowing now, like I wish I could go back and I could use more like audio clips and more like when I did this, the screen testify and Miss Levitt and Miss Mary, like we, especially, we talked a lot about kids do more like outside reading and independent reading and how much time do we spend putting yeah. together that whole like the uh, the april reading challenge and we, it was going to be between seventh and eighth grade and the homerooms and all that stuff and you know we never even got to get that off the ground and there's one thing that that this distance learning has affirmed for me is that our kids need to be doing more reading on their own like you said miss yeah. like learning stuff on their own doing things on oh, their own mm-hmm. learning and not just expecting it to be like like hand spoon fed to them, and mm-hmm. like we've been mm-hmm. saying all along, the students have been keeping up and they've been doing the work and they've been they've been diligent with mm-hmm. it. Like they're going to be so prepared for high school and they're going to be used to kind of taking responsibility for their own learning. And that's not, that's going to go through high school and go through college too. Oh, that was that's a, that was a good song. Um, that's <laughs> going to go through high school and go through college too. And those are those are all the things that will that will um, just benefit kids as they go down the line. So I would definitely in for next year, I, d- I definitely think from the, from the very beginning, we'll be doing, we should be doing kids that should be reading on their own. They should be, you know, I, I don't mind doing like, I know it's a lot. And I'll miss Barry. You've been doing it too. Like recording all the, all the pages of, of the book. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but I think it's helpful and it's been good for me to use it. It's given me some good um, things to have for the future. So there's your journal right. entry. If you could go back in time and restart the school year, what would you do differently and why? And just a reminder, at least 150 words per journal, but you can write as much as you want, 10 points each. And those will be due on Saturday, actually, because we'll announce the last one on Friday. So I'll give you a day to finish those for Saturday. Um, let's do a quick commercial break. We have a sponsor is Photoshop by Adobe, and then we'll come back and do student questions and the idiom. Introducing the next revolution in beauty. Get ready to experience a whole new you. It's you, perfected. Say goodbye to fine lines and wrinkles, and hello to full lips, sparkling eyes, and lashes that never end. And that's just the beginning. Transform your look the way celebrities do with this beauty industry secret that's now available for the first time ever. Introducing Photoshop by Adobe. Finally look the way you've always dreamed. The difference is clear. Just one application of Photoshop can give you results so dramatic they're almost unrealistic. Use Hazelbrush to target blemishes at their source by simply erasing them. ProPixel intensifying botanical hydrojargon microbead extract infused with nutritive volumizing technology will leave your face virtually unrecognizable. My skin feels like plastic. Take 
take control of your color with huge saturation. Use this breakthrough formula to change hair, skin color, brighten eyes, whiten teeth, even adjust your rate. Tired of fighting with your shape? Wish you could be a total knockout? Dial in the perfect you with Liquify. Reshape your body without the expense and mess of surgery. Why eat healthy and exercise when you can just look like you do? And the best part is, it won't rub off. The results don't lie. Pictures like this are all photoshopped. The celebrity beauty secret used in virtually every major magazine is now available to you. You don't have to rely on a healthy body image or self-respect anymore. Now that's the power of Photoshop. There's only one way to look like a real cover girl. Photoshop by Adobe. Maybe she's born with it. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's Photoshop. All right, back on the Mama Love Show. Thanks to our sponsor, Adobe, for Photoshop. I, I, I just love commercials. It's just such great satire on so many different levels. You don't even have to have yeah. body self-esteem anymore. Just use Photoshop. <laughs> great, <laughs> great satire. You can look like a cover girl. It's the almost, only way to look like a cover girl. It's yeah, almost like back. actually how things work now. I feel like they ha- they actually have apps now that completely change your face that yeah. you can like send out and put on your social media. It's just a little bit scary. Yeah, and it's people just buy into it and it's like, oh, just it's got to be photoshopped. I mean, I I don't even believe in filters for my pictures. I'm old school, you know, no, no, fil- no I filters. I think sometimes filters can make it look artistic, but I, I artistic, think that right. it's not healthy for like young kids to think yeah. that they only look good with a filter. It's like, right. Got to be doing something. It's, mentally. Yeah. It's, it's good for like, it's good for like an artistic sense, but like, if you be like, Oh, I only look good in this filter. Like who cares? You are what you are. Just be proud of yourself. Right. All right, we got some student questions that we can go through here. Anthony had a good one that says, if you had a day to live, what would you spend it doing? If you had one day to live, what would you spend it doing? Uh, Ms. Mara, your thoughts? Um, I think that it would probably be like a really simple day, like a calm day. I'd want to be around people that I love. I'd want to laugh. I'd want to like just say everything that I've always been like maybe too shy or awkward to say. And just like let it just spill out of me and without any regrets. Um, but yeah, it would be pretty, probably like slow, calm day. Probably wouldn't try to do anything much. Just be around people mm-hmm. I care about. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Mr. Jaffe, what would be your one day to live? Yeah, I'd be the same. Yeah, I just like hang out with my kids and wife. And um, I guess that's it. It would be kind of sad, though, wouldn't it? Uh, or would yeah. I know that it would be my little thing? <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. So, I think, I think yeah, you'd have I to know. Know. Like, Yeah. It would be Sometimes sad. I'd like to get away from <laughs> If it's the last day, I, I'd like to be around it. <laughs> yeah, if it's the very last day, I think there's two ways to go with this. I think you could say, you know, things I would things I would do, things I would do that I've never done before. And that's like my bucket list or it's like, I want to do one last time, the things that I love to do the most. So I remember asking this question. I think we did a, a, a little discussion about this way back in the beginning of the year. I remember like a bunch of, a bunch of the boys especially said I would sleep and play video games. <laughs> Your last day on earth and you would spend it sleeping in bed, but you know, to <laughs> each his own. Uh, Miss Lovett, um, if you had a day to live, what would you, what would you spend it doing? Um, I'd probably be with my husband and my girls, and um, I'd do something adventurous. I don't know. Go for a hike. (laughs) Um, Hang out, make a big family dinner, and eat, and have dinner together, and do what we do, talk. I mean, it's it's my last day on earth. It's not a bucket list thing. It's just my last day on earth. I, 
I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die with people. You know, my people that are important to me. It's just my my husband and my two daughters. So. Yeah, and that's the thing for me too. Is like if you had a day to live, like you don't have time to do like all the things you want to do. Like, I mean, yeah. oh, I want to go to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. Well, it's a six-hour flight, and then you know everything. You don't have time. You're better off maximizing it with like the small, small little pleasures that that you'd want to do. Like, yeah, I would spend it with my family, my mom and dad, my brothers, etc. Um, yeah, maybe I do something moderately adventurous, like I drive a hundred miles an hour and try to like go off a cliff or something like that. Just go out like a bang, like Thelma and Louise. One of those things. Lexi had a but good. But you could be, you could end up being the only person left on Earth if it's the last. You don't know, like so, like. Yeah, if you had. A, yeah, if you had, <laughs> If everyone else was gone and I was like the last man, last person on Earth, and had a day to live, like screw my family, I'm gonna go be reckless. Um, number seven. Oh, the question from Lexi. What would you guys do if you found out your parents? Or keep, are keeping a secret from you. So I don't know if we should answer this as adults or as <laughs> as children. Um, I'd say let's go back and let's, just for the interest of 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 um, unit of uniformity, let's all put ourselves in a fourteen year old body. And what would you do if you found out your parents are keeping a secret from you? What do you think, Mister Jaffe? Mm. What do you? How would you feel? What would you do? This is Lexi's question. You know, I just think the parents keep. I, I, I just, I knew my parents kept secrets from me about, especially about illnesses, other people, relatives who got sick that they never wanted me to find out about what was wrong with them, and I, I just, I knew that there was, there was stuff that they didn't want me to know, and I, um, I just accepted it. I think parents do keep secrets, don't want kids to know some things and yeah that's that's what sometimes secrets are for yeah my family had family secrets for decades that have just kind of come up and it's not there wasn't my parents keeping it from me it was more like my dad's parents keeping it from him and then him keeping it from us and them keeping it i mean we found out people in my family like found out that their person they thought was their dad was not actually their dad and their dad is someone else <laughs> other family somewhere else and this was you know long story I, I think I told some of you guys about that at some point but um, yeah that's sometimes families have secrets um, what do you think Miss Lovett how would you feel if your parents had kept se- a, like a secret from you oh they did <laughs> um, I can imagine kept probably sure. secrets from each other too <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to be I'm going to just I, I can't do it for necessarily a 14 point of view per se because um, I, I, I'm going to be like Mr. Jaffe. Like, I think they do. I think sometimes they keep things from kids, um, thinking they're doing, doing the right thing, making sure that they're protecting people. Um, it, like I guess the old saying, you know, if, if what you don't know, isn't going to hurt you. Um, and as a parent, I think kind of, that's kind of that, that you kind of look at those things and you have to weigh in how honest should I be? How, what, what, what can kids handle? What can kids not handle? When are they ready for it? I can remember when um, I, Mr. Love and I first got married um, or were together, he found out something about his father and his mother um, having been married before. And I remember he was shocked about it. And his sisters were younger. And I think his youngest sister was like 14. And they were very upset about it. Like, why didn't you tell us? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we didn't think it was necessary like what was like it was in our past it wasn't affecting your life at all today and it didn't at all um but it was just like one of those things that I think like the kids are shocked because it's like I think sometimes this I think as a 14 year old we're feeling denied that we don't know things about our parents and who are they and I could say the same thing I guess about things that I've I learned about like my father and stuff after his death from people who felt a little more willing to share and then sometimes I'm like I wish I didn't know those things because I kind of like the image I had, and and, yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. I I want to keep it that way. It's it's it was it didn't make a difference in my life. It just made a difference in my image and some of a person yeah. that was important in my life and part of my life and important in my life. So it, it sometimes you want to keep those things the way you do. I mean, I guess as kids we put our parents on pedestals. We don't see them as humans with faults and mm-hmm. ups and downs and 
sometimes you just want to see them, you know, keep it that way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess my answer to this, God, is like, it kind of depends on the secret. You know, they're, they're yeah. if, if they're keeping a, a secret, like what's the combination to like the backyard, <laughs> like the lock in the backyard, that's kind of silly. Um, but maybe there's a reason behind it. But if like, there's a big family secret or something like Miss Levitt said, like sometimes like you're on a need to know basis and you don't need to know, you know, it's, Yep. I've learned that I think when I was 14, I would have been I would have been a little bit upset if my parents had kept secrets from me. But then eventually, as a grown up, you realize that there are some things that are kind of better left unsaid until maybe people it's a better time to to address it. I guess you could say, uh, Miss Mary, your thoughts on secrets? No, I loved what Miss Levitt said about like having a romanticized image of your parents. Sometimes it's still hard for me to look at my parents as like regular people because they're my parents. And I think that there's something like naturally in our DNA that kind of does that. But I do remember when I was little finding photographs of my dad and he was with, (laughs) he was with like, it was a wedding photo with like a different, somebody that wasn't my mom. And it was so confusing. And like, now I look back, I'm like, Oh, he had a he had a marriage before my mom, but it was like, so weird and I just wish that I hadn't seen that and I think as kids mm-hmm. like sometimes we yeah it's like better left unknown and even at, at like seven years old I was like gee I kind of just wish that I hadn't seen that and I would have been fine mm-hmm. so yeah my wife yeah. is big on and I've kind of described with this too about like I don't like the idea of like secrets like I don't want to say like oh it's a secret with our family um with my kids I don't want to use that like we'll say like, oh, we have surprises, not secrets, because there are a lot of cases that I've seen where like secrets become like a way of abuse. Like oh, it's our secret. Don't tell dad or don't tell your parents or, you know, it's, mm. it becomes a way of sort of manipulating kids. So, so like, things, pressure, yeah. You know, Jen was Jen was um, from the beginning something I never thought about the idea of like secrets, but it just we'll say like oh, well, this is a surprise. We're like we don't have secrets in our family. We only have surprises because I want my, I want my kids to be able to feel like they can tell me things. It's not, it's not a, a secret. They feel like they have to keep to themselves. Um, yeah. Like, like for, for me and like family, family secrets is another one too, about what about keeping secrets from your parents, Lexi? <laughs> I mean, this wasn't part of your question, but my grandfather got divorced in 1960, never told his parents that he got divorced. <laughs> parents died. My, my great-grandparents died in the 80s sometime when I was very little, but my grandfather never told his parents that he got divorced from my grandmother. Like they didn't, like they, it's like they didn't realize it. Like we just didn't, we just noticed that you don't live in the house anymore and that you moved to Boston. <laughs> never, like just his, this is this is kind of like the old like Irish family that like you know you just don't talk about those things. Like you don't talk about Irish Catholic. You don't talk about divorce. It's like my grandfather was like ashamed. So like he didn't never told his parents that he got divorced. Like they knew they weren't stupid. <laughs> like they obviously knew that he got divorced, but he just just pretended like everything was like the same. Never mentioned it. I, w- I wonder if they're like Jack. You, you know you got divorced. Like what? Really? That happened? I didn't even know about that. Um, let's see. It's <laughs> a lot of good ones. Um, let's go to Manny N had a question that we've been trying to explain for a while, but it's. Maybe we'll do one more time of trying to get it into people's heads. (laughs) Manny's question is, will everyone still be getting A's in fourth quarter? Because I am confused with how everything is working, and if the work we do will improve our grade or lower it, because in some assignments it seems like it does go towards our grade, but in some it's optional extra credit, and I would like to know just how to have a better understanding of all the work. Run-on sentence, very long, but very honest, Manny, and thank you for that question. I really appreciate that. Uh, and Manny Ann. Love it. Manny Ann, yeah. right? I'm going to be yeah, honest. Manny I'm going to say Manny what Ann. is on the EverPublic website. Um, yeah. You, your grade is fourth quarter is a combination of your grade that you had in our grade book, third quarter. Um, and you had the ability to move it up to an A, um, depending on the type of work that you turned into us and how you did. Um, otherwise, you're not going to get an A this quarter. So, um, that's, that's, that's that, you're not, you know, we have the options of passing you with a P or giving you an I for incomplete for not doing any work or coming online and things like that. Like there's, there's ways or, or if you were failing 
or other things that we can give you an eye for incomplete or what's called intervention, meaning that you are going to be unprepared for high school. Yeah. So I, I think there's been a lot of misinformation among the students that a lot of people have been passing back and forth saying like, Oh, the work, you don't have to do it. It's not mandatory. You're just going to get an A anyway. And that's partially, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's our fault like individually, but I don't think our school system has done a great job of explaining no. to people. Um, and we're kind of limited into what we can actually say to, to students and parents when, when they ask, because we can't go against the, what's been decided by the district. But at the same time, we have some leeway in you know, exactly what kind of grade you're going to get. What I'll say is this, if you didn't do any of your distance learning or if you stopped doing it like two months ago and you've just been idle and doing nothing, you're not going to get an A. There's no way you'll get an A. Um, what you'll get other than that is up for debate, and that's not guaranteed. So I think there's – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there were a lot of students in the poll who said that they're under the impression that we're all getting A's again fourth quarter. And there's – you know how kids – there's rumors being spread around and, oh, I heard this, I heard that, and then they spread this. And that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. Well, we've been trying on the podcast and our Zooms to just sort of keep it straight up and just say, yeah, we expect you to be doing your work. You should, we're, we're posting it, we're grading it, we're recording it, um, and you're going to be responsible for what you did. And all of it goes into your grade. So I hope that answers your question, Manny. Um, there's a bunch more in the, in the ever public the ever public school website has a whole thing on how they're grading. So, yeah, all, so they're posting all the detail. information. Yeah. If you want, yeah. if you want more details, go to the, I think it's ever, is it ever public schools.org or I don't even know that the actual website if you, is. You know what? All you have to do is Google, Google it. Everett yeah, math Google. schools and then go yeah. to the public EPS. I think it's like EPS something or ever public schools. Whatever yeah. you see, click on it. It will take you right to the website. Pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure it's Everett Public Schools. Let That's how I get it into it. <laughs> I don't have it no. memorized. Uh, yeah, everettpublicschools.org. Just do it. I just do a, do a very quick search for Everett Public Schools, and they will have this, this Make an sure explanation. Make sure you say Massachusetts next learning. to it, otherwise you'll be in Washington. Yeah, you know, if, if, but if you Google Everett Public Schools, I don't know if maybe it's just because of my but search history. Mr. McGowan. You have yeah. to put Massachusetts in the Google search, or it will show up to Washington, Everett, Washington. And I've had students go on to Everett, Washington public schools. Yeah, there's one. That one, that one is everettsd.org. So you put that on there. So you're better okay. off if you Google through Everett Public Schools Mass. But maybe it was just my own personal search history. I, I just Googled Everett Public Schools, and Everett Mass was the first one that came up. But that might not be true for you. It might be. Just to be safe, like Miss Levitt said, always listen to Miss Levitt. Listen to your mama. Uh, Put an ass at the end. I'm telling you, I've gotten onto Everett Public Schools in Washington too. I've done that before too. I've done. No, we've. You remember a couple? (laughs) Remember a couple years ago, there was some issue, and uh, whoever the reporter was in the news quoted. um, They were quoting Mr. Forrest there, but they put his name as the Everett Matt, the Everett Washington superintendent. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was like, according to uh, William Fogarty, the <laughs> superintendent, do we have a new superintendent and no one told us? But it was, it was whoever, whoever the, the writer was, was lazy in their research. And they Googled Everett superintendent and just found the guy in Everett, Washington. That's pretty it's, bad. It's, it's funny. I saw somebody posted on one of the Everett uh, community uh, groups on, on Facebook today something about i felt really bad it's like i'm an addict and i need help where can i go and i'm going to say this is the everett mass page you want to go to the everett Washington page and i Aww. felt bad the person kind of threw all their like personal stuff out there but yeah there is an everett washington there is an everett high school in washington washington state not washington dc which is a whole other issue of uh of confusion all right last thing for yeah. our EPM, so we'll get to more so thank you, Anthony, uh, Lexi, and Manny N for questions for today. We'll get a lot more to get to on Wednesday and Friday of this week. Uh, idiom for today, or for periods A and B ELA class, is let your hair down. Let your hair down. This is a good one. 
kind of summer. It's going to be time to kind of let our hair down a little bit. Um, let your hair down is to relax and to be yourself. This is one that's pretty common. I think a lot of people use this one. Let your hair down. Um, the origin yeah. in the 1800s, whenever women were out in public, they usually wore their long hair pinned up. They would let it down when they were at home and relaxed, often just before they went to bed. So let your hair down is to relax yourself. My example sentence is, I'm most likely to let my hair down when I'm around my parents and my extended family because I don't feel pressure to impress anyone. Uh, what do you think, Miss Levitt? When, do you like to, when are you most likely to let your hair down and why? I tend to let my hair down when I'm at home with my husband and my family because I feel um, I can be absolutely who I am with no judgment. So cute. So lovable. I love your family, Miss Lovett. Um, I, I love I'm sorry. I know I'm gooey like that, and I don't mean to. No, that. that's good. Because I'm not a gooey person, but I adore my family. So <laughs> you, you, Your family is hashtag goals. You know, like when my kids yes. are in their 20s, it, it's like goals. You know, I, I want to be the Lovett family. Um, Mr. Jaffe, what do you let your hair down? What, what, what little hair that yeah, you and I well, have yeah, the little I have left. Um, just you know, the same when I'm home. When I walk through the, when I walk through the back door, after a day at school, I can let my hair down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss when do you let your hair down? Since um zooming, I and doing this whole distance learning, I find that after my twelve thirty zoom is when I can let my hair down. It's like, oh, the day's kind of over. Time to relax. <laughs> Eden and I can hang out. Yeah. I assume like some, some students will say like, you know, I let my hair down when I'm at softball. I let my hair down when I'm hanging out with my best friends, whatever. Good. I had some of the ones, some of the good ones from Friday about rule of thumb. Um, Wendy had a rule of thumb I have in my life is to always believe in yourself and be kind to others. That's a good one. Um, Manny Manny N had one rule of thumb. Every student has learned. Um, one rule of thumb every student has learned throughout the years is to learn to be respectful to everyone around you, even if you don't like them. Well, I hope mm. every student learned that rule of thumb, but not That's everyone has. It's a great rule of thumb. Um, Alyssa said a good rule of thumb is that a broker must generate sales of 10 times his salary if his employer is to make a profit. Look at Alyssa going all business. <laughs> wow. there. Going into uh, Miss Mary, you you should have Alyssa to join you in like your stock market investments. You know, you should have her She's, uh, <laughs> doing some research on on stockbrokers and and generate yes. sales. Yuri said, "This is the time." Um, yeah, right. Yuri said, "One rule of thumb I go by is someone eventually has to be better than Michael Jordan. So why can't it be you?" I love that one. Oh. Although I just. I disagree that someone has to be better than Michael Jordan eventually. Someone could equal Michael Jordan, but there'll never there'll never be another Michael Jordan. Um, one Gianna, Michael Jordan in this world. Only one Michael Jordan, but you can be Yuri Silva. So you can be the first instead of being the next Michael Jordan, be the be the first Yuri Silva. Um, Gianna, a good rule of thumb is to get all of your summer clothes ready and prepared before summer starts, so you don't sweat <laughs> and have to go through everything. <laughs> I love that. And I, I, I commented on that one. Right. I said that. I said, Gianna, this is a great sentence every year. And because I think it's we do it, the weather in New England, like it gets cold even into like May and June. And you have to. Yeah. And like sometimes like I don't take my summer stuff out. Like I won't have my shorts out and then I'll take them out and then they'll be all wrinkly and then I don't have anything to wear. But yeah, good. Good rule of thumb, Gianna. Get your summer clothes ready and prepared before summer. Uh, and last one that I picked for the best idioms were Michelle said a good rule of thumb is to feed babies every three to four hours so they don't start to box. <laughs> and even even oh, when they're newborn, Michelle, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, if you keep like you can't, you learn that as a parent. Like you can't let you can't wait for them to get hungry yeah. and cry. You should have to feed them in advance, proactively before they cry. And we I'm still working on that. baby. Right, and I'm just working on that right now with my with my almost four year old son. That <laughs> Jonathan, when Jonathan is cranky and. Jonathan when Jonathan's cranky, when Jonathan is screaming, and when he's being, you know, when he's being the Hulk, as we, we call him, he's the Hulk. And he even does it too. Like he, he'll be like, he'll start screaming and be like, Hulk smash. We're walking, <laughs> watching too many Marvel movies. Um, but when he's disagreeable, and he's, yeah, the rule of thumb is feed your kids. That's where we get it. Even newborns, it's like every hour and a half to two hours. 
just like give them a little give them a little taste of the milk every every ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes. So great job on idioms for last week. So today's idiom for periods A and B ELA is let your hair down. Your journal entry member is about what would you go back in the school year and start and, and fix, I should say, if you can start the school year. Um, and Miss Levitt, did you hear about the burglar who fell into the cement mixer? <laughs> no. No, now he's a hardened criminal. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Mara, you know uh, firefighters, right? You, you, you're friends with some firefighters. I know you know some Boston, Boston BFD people. I do, people. yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a, firefighter, a firefighter told me my smoke detectors were too old, but they worked just fine. I think he was just being alarmist. All right, everybody, that's it for the Mama Levin Show for today. We're actually going to pack up and head over to the Maddie English School right now. Yeah. Uh, And we're going to pack up some of students' stuff and put it out for you guys to pick up on Thursday. Um, Any last words before we sign off? Nope. Walking out my door. I check in with Ms. Tringali before you walk out your door. (laughs) Yep. I will see you guys. Yeah, I will see you guys at school. Uh, We'll talk to everyone else on Wednesday. We'll have our Zooms. Uh, Do your work. And remember, do something good today and don't get caught. So this is Mr. McGowan saying goodbye from the Mama Water Show, episode 31. Bye, i